0: John, it is very strange to watch the Minnesota Timberwolves and think, God, I hope they don't make a trade. <laughs> they are going so well right now. They have great chemistry. They're winning games. They seem to like each other. They're playing. I mean, it, it's so bizarre to not think, oh, my God, they're going to have to trade like their next eight first-round draft choices just to have some hope for the future. It's actually, it actually looks like a good team.
1: Yeah, it's crazy, Jim. And, um, you know, Almost always around this time of season, you're thinking, okay, who can they dump? What can they do to either get like some sort, try to get some sort of star to come in and make a, a you know, a sea change in in what they're doing on the court, or to accumulate assets and and try and get you know get picks or or, or young players or or move off of some salaries so they're better suited for the future and for the long haul. And this team just seems to be really coming together. Right now, and I think that you hit on the conundrum, if you want to call it that, that Sachin Gupta and the Timberwolves front office kind of faces as they go into the trade deadline next week. And um, right now, it's still a roster that does need help. They could use another big, they could use some more rebounding, they could use some more shooting, maybe even a little bit more playmaking as well. But at the same time, this is clearly a team that is bringing out the best in each other. And that really does get along. And you and I know, Jim, over the years, to find a team that has good chemistry, a Timberwolves team that really has good chemistry, that really seems to be connected, that's few and far between. Uh, Even in the very few good years that they've had, uh, there's always been something sort of Lingering in the back, uh, something, you know, a little brush fire back there just waiting to ignite. This is, I can say confidently, the most connected, the best vibes on a Wolves team that I've ever covered in that 17 years now. So um, so when they look at making adjustments to this roster and trying to bolster things for the for the stretch run coming out of the All-Star break, um, they really do have to weigh kind of upsetting that equilibrium that they have reached. And so because of that, I do think that if there are moves, they're probably going to be relatively minor and just little tweaks here and there that, that, that they can get through. But the harmony, um, the way that this team plays together, that's something that they don't really want to mess with right now.
0: Welcome to the John Krasinski Show. This is part of the TalkNorth.com podcast network. We recommend subscribing at your favorite podcast app. It is free. It is easy. You can always find all the shows at TalkNorth.com. Lots of outdoor content, lots of sports content, variety content, and we keep growing. Thank you for listening. You can also follow us on Twitter, TalkNorthPod. See the shows as they are released, thanks to our producer, Brandon Morton. So what do you think the – I mean, we don't really know much about Gupta and how he will operate. Do you view him as an aggressive person or a cautious person at this well, point.
1: Well, he yeah, he's he is aggressive by nature in terms of he he does really like uh thinking about trades. He also sees trades as the primary vehicle for this team to improve itself. Uh he knows that historically this team has had a very difficult time luring free agents. Uh, they also do not have very much money to spend in free agency. And so um, he knows that that, it, that they don't have that sort of arrow in their quiver in terms of going out and making very significant additions to the roster. So either you have the draft, which they didn't have a pick this year, um, or you have trades. And so um, I think by his nature, Sachin Gupta really does want to be active in the trade sphere and 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 making deals and doing what they can to get the players that they otherwise would not be able to get in free agency. But I also do know, Jim, you know, one of the criticisms of the Houston Rockets tree of executives, Daryl Morey, Sam Hinkie, Sachin Gupta, like a lot of the guys who come through that uh, school, if you want to call it, um, is... That they sort of view players as assets, that they don't view, they don't really look at the human side of things too much. If they can get who that what they think is a talented player, they're gonna go get it. You know, fit and personality are very far down the list of traits that they look for in terms of team building. But in my discussions with Sachin Gupta and my sessions with Chris Finch, with a lot of the people making the decisions on this Timberwolves team. Certainly chemistry, uh, makeup, uh, those kinds of things are absolutely weighing on their minds as they kind of contemplate what is going to be available to them and what moves to make. Um, you know, the the fact that players like Jared Vanderbilt have blossomed the way that they have, uh, Torian Prince now is coming along and playing great basketball and and. The 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 way that the team seems to be rooting for each other and and rooting for each other's success, it is an unselfish group at this point, and that is hard to find sometimes in this league. Um, so I do know that that is weighing on Sachin Gupta as he looks at you know what what deals are available and saying, do I really want to mess with what seems to be a pretty special chemistry group? just to maybe move up or, or improve our chances a little bit from going from seven to six or seven to five. um, I think it would have to be to, to kind of for him to, to, to make a significant move with like the top eight rotation. I think it would have to be uh, just an, a no brainer upgrade. And because um, you know, there, there's just there. there there's un, suddenly like there's a lot for this team to lose if if you kind of mess with that a little bit. So he's he's definitely looking at that um, as he considers his options out there. And it is, I think, a little bit different from maybe the perception around Daryl Morey and his kind of, uh, you know, the, his disciples, if you want to call them that, uh,
0: that are kind of populating the league right now. I really feel like if you aren't one of the teams that can just go buy LeBron James or whomever, that fit and personality is a big deal. You got to have people who want to play together. You have to. I mean, any NBA team with a personality conflict can be blown up overnight. So I, I think personality is huge for this team it It is huge, Jim. and like i
1: i've I've been in these locker rooms. We are we're not in the locker rooms right now because of Covid, but you' certainly we're close enough to the team. We talk to players. We talk to agents. We talk to coaches about what's going on around there. And it is a very hard thing to kind of foster it is a, a, like an organic chemistry like this. You know, usually basically, what people say is, I', just win games. And that takes care of itself. Well, we have seen the Timberwolves win games and it go in the absolute opposite direction. You know, when we were watching that Tibbs, uh, you know, Jimmy Butler, Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins playoff team, you know, here's a little quick story to kind of under, underscore that. So the Wolves make the playoffs that year. And, you know, we spent the whole year watching it and I kept on saying to everyone who would listen, there's problems here. Like this is not going to work long-term. Like some things have to be addressed one way or the other. And I, you know, I got kind of swiped aside. Oh, you're John, you're, you're making stuff up and all that. But we, we, so we got to summer league in July and uh, John Hollinger, who now works for the athletic uh, was working in the Grizzlies front office at the time. And we were just having a casual conversation just about the league, about what was going on. And John asked me, so what are your Timberwolves going to do this year? Uh, coming up. And I told him, I, I said the one word I just said, implode. I said that. And he laughed. And I'm like, no, seriously, like this is not going to work. And watch, it's going to fall apart. And lo and behold, uh, a month and a half later, Jimmy Butler is requesting a trade right before uh, training camp begins. And, um, and, and the whole thing just collapses. And so that's just a a story to say like it is abundantly clear and it was obvious to anyone who was paying attention to that team that winning is not necessarily this magical elixir. It does not cover everything up. Um and and so if you can find a team that not only is winning but also seems to genuinely care for each other, to look out for each other, um that gives you a chance to sustain this going forward. And I am not um, naive that this roster still does not stack up against like the top three in the West, obviously, but they have a better chance right now of staying in this race of climbing the ladder. And then of once you get into the playoffs, putting a scare into a higher seeded team than they would if, like, let's say they they make some big change and another star comes in and it just doesn't work from a a chemistry perspective. So for that reason, and it's a long-winded answer, but I think, like, that's why I think being a little more conservative, a little more cautious leading into this deadline uh, is probably the way to go. Be just because for this season, then you can reevaluate this summer. You can kind of take a look at at what you learn about this team in the playoffs, and 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 what kind of jumps out there. Um, but there's no reason right now to to rush something because this team really just raises the level of each other just by playing together, and that just we have not seen that in Minnesota in since probably like
0: 2004. Yeah, that is so true. Uh, we want to. I'm actually going to have fun looking at the standings here in a second. Mm-hmm. First, though, we do want to thank uh, Head Flyer Brewing, one of our newer sponsors at TalkNorth.com.
1: That's right, Head Flyer Brewing. It's in Northeast Minneapolis, right off of 35 uh, W and Hennepin Avenue. Um, got a great, cool, uh, old uh, uh, tap room. That's that's it's it's super clean inside. Got a huge TVs that you can go and watch games. Uh, have some great beers, bring your dog, hang out with your friends. Um, and my wife and I have been going there for years. It's got unbelievable beer selection. The quality is great. They have some great swag. A little reminder that you can get their vanilla bean porter in cans at at uh, liquor stores around the area. You can get It Was All a Dream in cans, one of my favorite beers that they have in liquor stores around the metro area. If, uh, if you stop in and look for Head Flyer, beer products also you know stop into the tap room tell them john krasinski and the john krasinski show sent you and you can get yourself a growler to take home you can just have have yourself a pint at the tap room and hang out uh, you can bring cans home as well so there's all sorts of different ways to have great head flyer beer you can find them on social media headflyerbrewing.com head flyer Brewing on instagram and twitter um, it's just, uh, couldn't recommend it more. Well, my wife and I've been going there for years and, uh, stop in and, and have yourself some great beer at Head Flyer. Also,
0: well, so I thank TSR Injury Law 612 TSR time. My friend, Steve Terry often joins us for our live shows at Tuttles. Hope to see him again soon. We'll get you the dates as soon as we have one, but most of all, we want to thank TSR Injury Law. We hear questions like these all the time. Can TSR Injury Law help me if I'm hurt by a defective product? Yes. How about by a dog bite? Yeah. If you've been injured, it's TSR time. Call us today for a free consultation at 612-TSR-TIME. Also want to let you know that as a home improvement project, solar energy can start paying for itself the moment the system is powered up. It can pay back 100% of the installation cost within eight years, plus the system from All Energy Solar can even pay back more than 300% of its cost over its lifetime, and you can save even more if you install soon. Learn how you can make the switch at allenergysolar.com. So looking at the standings is actually is fun right now. Uh, the the wolves are as close to the three seed as they are to being in the play uh, in the play in game. You know, and we're just having fun with numbers here. Of course, not going to be the three seed, but they're a game and a half behind the sixth seed. They're two games behind the fifth seed. They're four games behind the fourth seed. What what's the realistic expectation here? What do you think the internal goal is for this team?
1: Yeah, I th- I think Jim that you know. Um it's funny. Like I I looked at the standings this morning and you do look at that five seed and that looks kind of juicy. I honestly don't know how Dallas has had such a good season. I mean, I love Luca. He's, he's incredible. It seems like Jason Kidd has really helped them defensively to, to, to do better. Um, But I keep waiting for the swoon to happen with Dallas and they've lost two in a row now. And I think they might be coming back to the pack. So Theoretically, that five seed is there. Uh, you know, two games back. They have the Wolves have some very winnable games. Detroit Sunday, Sacramento, Sacramento coming up to make up some ground. But I still think realistically, the six seed is the one that the Wolves are really eyeing. Uh, because that gets you out of the play in tournament from seven through ten free and clear. So you don't have to mess with that. You don't have to to worry about a small sample size, a bad shooting night really hurting you and not and not giving you a chance to to get into the playoffs. And so um and that's realistic. They are yeah, they're uh, a game and a half behind Denver um and the the schedule for the Wolves is one of the easiest in the league for the rest of the way. They have went through they've survived their most difficult stretch. They were on the road all of January, they were playing really, really tough opponents in December and January, and they came out of it relatively unscathed, even though they had all the COVID issues and everything else, they still made it through right around 500. Now it's time for them to start really making a move. And so I think if they can aspire to that sixth seed, and whether it's the Mavericks that fall back or the Nuggets that slip up or or something else, um, I think that that should be the goal to and then you know then you can get out of the 7 8 9 10 and you can really just say that we are in the playoffs free and clear and it's t- and it's go time um the one other thing that obviously stands out as you said Jim you know they are 6 games clear of the 10 seed so it it is really kind of time to stop You know, using just make that play in tournament as the goal, which is what the season started as, as you said, if this team can get, you know, eight, nine, 10, somewhere in there and get in the playoff tournament and get them get in the play in tournament and give themselves a chance. That should be the reasonable goal. Clearly, now the reasonable goal is 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 higher than that. And um, and I don't think the sixth seed is out of the question here.
0: I have overestimated this team and its chances year after year after year. This might be finally the year where I underestimated them. I thought maybe 7-8 seed would be good. They really could end up with the six, maybe in the 5th. That would be a lot of fun. Tell me about uh, Carl Anthony Towns, how important it was to him to, to end up getting to the All-Star game, the way he's playing lately, and has he started to amend his uh, relationship with on-court refs? Is that getting better?
1: Um, his relationship with the refs is getting better. It is, I think a work in progress. Um, you know, there will, he will have very good games where he keeps his cool and he does not let it get to him. Then there will be other games where he still, um, flies off the handle or still gets really too frustrated. I thought against Detroit on Wednesday, on Thursday night that, uh, there were a few times where he looked a little too flustered and with, with not getting a couple of calls and it kind of, Led the team to be grinding their gears a little bit in the early going. Patrick Beverly was that way too. Anthony Edwards was that way too. So it wasn't just Towns, but he is improving that way. He is maturing. But on the All Star front, look, the, he, you know, he said last uh, to us on Thursday night after the game that he was not as focused on the All Star game this year. Uh, he's you know he has bigger fish to fry. He wants to get into the playoffs. He wants to get this team back to that kind of a level. And I do believe him on that. I believe that the bigger goal for him is the team success and his playoffs. But I talked to his father last night uh, after the game for a little while. And he said, look, John, you know, yes, Carl wants to win. And that is the biggest thing for him. But this was important for him because it has been two very, very long years for Carl Anthony Towns with everything that he's been through from a COVID standpoint, from a, from a grief standpoint, and really from an injury standpoint too, like he fell off kind of the NBA map over the last couple of seasons um, for, for all of those reasons. And he was no longer in the discussion for the best big in the league, you know, in with Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic and, and Rudy Gobert and things like that. Um, People had started to, ignore kind of all of the flashy stats that he was putting up and and you know, I think unfairly, but it, it, it's no question that he was labeled a, you know by a lot of people across the league as just a good stats, bad team guy, just a just a a, a, a a walking box score and and not much else. And so you look this season and his numbers all are just slightly down across the board from where they are. They're still very good. Twenty-four point three points, nine point six rebounds, three point nine assists, one point two blocks, you know, like those are all really good numbers. Forty percent from three is great, obviously, but um but he but the 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 cumulative numbers are slightly down, but he is playing a much better, more impactful game across the board. He's much better defensively, he's much more Uh, disciplined on that on that end of the floor he is super efficient he is helping Anthony Edwards D'Angelo Russell Torian Prince you know Jared Vanderbilt all of these guys have very very good seasons because of the attention that he draws and so you know to get this recognition is sort of a sign for Carl Anthony Towns that he is back among the elite players in the league which he just wasn't For the last couple of seasons. And so I think that it's really has been about reestablishing his potential, his talent, his ability and 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 sort of redefining, you know, what kind of player that he is. So, um, you know, he's saying the right things, but I think deep down, if he were to be brutally honest with us all, he would say that this does mean a lot because. He'd fallen off the map a little bit around the league, and now he is very much back on that map.
0: And, you know, listen, his production's been great. Uh, his shooting's been excellent. I just love the way he's passing the ball right now. And to add yep. the deft passing to what he already produces on a nightly basis, it just it, – it really ties in with what this team is doing.
1: Yeah, and, and, and to that point, Jim, um, he is – early on in the season, you could see he was trying too much to do that. Like he was flinging passes over his Mm -hmm. head into the first row. He was, he was really kind of trying to make the highlight reel, the Jokic like pass. Like maybe that was going to be the thing that got him recognized again in this league. But um, yeah, but he has been much more in control of that over the last month or so. Uh, I think the players around him are figuring out when to cut and, and how to move to, to to get open for him that way. And so he doesn't have to try and thread the needle quite as much. Um, but he's still making some really great pra- passes every once in a while, but he's also making the simple pass. And mm-hmm. that's been really key for him because he had way too many turnovers early in the season trying to force things, trying to make himself look like you know, like Jokic. And I think that he has... He, He has really settled down and figured that out. And, oh, by the way, when he kicks it out now to a player behind the three-point line, they're making those shots, which is such a big uh, difference for him. There could have been some nights where he had 10, 12 assists, where he was finding guys for wide-open threes, and they were just clanking. But now Malik Beasley, now Torian Prince, now D'Angelo Russell, Patrick Beverly, they're all starting to make those shots. And that's just making the entire offense hum at a different level. So it's been a nice little adjustment for Towns from game to game throughout the season to kind of calm down some of those turnovers and really kind of unlock this offensive potential.
0: I admit that we here at TalkNorth.com, we manipulate our audience. We know that you can't wait for the Manscaped ad. We make you wait until last. So first, we're going to thank Memorial Blood Centers who do very important work.
1: Local Memorial Blood Centers is looking for folks who want to help. It takes a generous type of person to give an hour out of their day to donate a pint of blood. But in the spirit of giving, it also saves lives. In this era, when our supply chains are backed up, don't let blood be one of the things that we're running out of. Give blood and help out the folks in your community. Plus, all donors with Memorial Blood Centers have a chance to win streaming entertainment gifts. Visit mbc.org to schedule or call 1-888-448.
0: And now, yes, it is time for John's epic manscaped ad. Exciting news across the world from our friends at Manscaped just launched their
1: fourth generation performance package. The ultimate package includes Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right. The 4.0 Manscaped, the leaders in male grooming have done it again to make your grooming next level. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with the new performance package 4.0 by going to manscaped.com. For 20% off and free shipping with the code ATHLETIC. The Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped has arrived, and oh man, was it worth the wait. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. First off, the new Performance Package 4.0 includes the Lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is insane, and dare I say the greatest ball trimmer ever? Yeah, I said it. Their fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on-off switch that can engage a travel lock, and it gives you the ability to turn on the 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. And oh, did I mention, this trimmer is waterproof too. Seal the deal with Manscapes' thick liquid formulations, their Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant for before, before leaving the house, and Crop Reviver Ball Toner for a mid-game ball check. Trust me when I say this, fellas, your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code ATHLETIC at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code ATHLETIC at manscaped.com.
0: All right, let's grab a value meal and talk about the bench here. Uh, The bench has been really good. I'm just very impressed that uh, that Prince has come on the way he has. Beasley seems to be finding his shot a little bit. They've gotten contributions out of McLaughlin. Uh, Can the bench be a strength going forward? Um, I think that they can, Jim, in terms of
1: there's just so much depth there that um they're not relying on one or two players to carry the load uh what we're seeing right now as you said like torian prince is making every shot he takes it's unbelievable the way that he has played for them over the last couple of weeks here is that sustainable for the long haul he's not going to be shooting over 50% from 3 um for the entire uh, rest of the season like he has for the entire month of january but um he is very reliable. You can depend on him and you can feel good about him taking those shots night in and night out. Malik Beasley, uh three of the last four games, 26 points, 12 points, 18 points, have been pretty good. Um and, and so that is encouraging when he knocks down shots and he's hit at least 40% of his threes in three of those last four games. Um it just it makes a world of difference for the Wolves and their ability to sustain things and give the the starters a, a boost when they need it. So um, they're going to have him. I think Jalen Noel's emergence as a bucket getter has really changed the face of that bench as well. And then, yeah, McLaughlin, who was not playing well at all at the start of the season, is kind of getting his juice back. And so it's just from, you know, I think they still got uh, – they still got to get Nas Reed going a little bit more, but that five man group in general is equipped to sort of weather things. There are going to be nights when Malik Beasley can't hit a shot. There are going to be nights when Jalen Noel gets in foul trouble because of his defense. There are going to be nights when Nas Reed uh, is going against a bigger backup center and is, is ha- has a tougher time, but they have enough other parts that they should be able to kind of make up for each other in those moments. And so um, I think it's one of the more encouraging parts of this latest kind of run of, of seven wins in the last 10 games is that the bench has really sparked a few of these wins. The third quarter against Detroit on Thursday night was a big, was a big one against Denver. um, And at the start of the second quarter, the bench really came in and just whipped the ball around and, and, and blew that game open. And so, it, they have shown the capabilities to do it, and that um, gives the Wolves confidence for when Anthony Edwards doesn't have it going, when D'Angelo Russell is out, when when Patrick Beverly is out, when Towns can't get quite as involved when he's getting swarmed by double teams. You just have so many other weapons. And so, uh, yeah, I, I think that you know, that part of it definitely gives the Wolves an idea that this success that they're having right now can be stretched out and can be sustained over the long haul.
0: Let's do a little NBA talk. Did uh, Maury blow it with Simmons? Should he have traded him before people realized just how bad you know that situation was?
1: You know, I, I did say at the beginning of the year um, that, you know, every, it, it, every GM in, in these situations, and Tom Thibodeau was in the same situation with Jimmy Butler, they want to say we're not forced to trade him. We can do whatever we want. Um, we're not going to be you know, bullied into – a bad deal, um, but sooner or later you start paying the price. And the good news for the Sixers is that just Joel Embiid has been so unbelievably good that they've been able to weather it so far. They're thirty-one and twenty. They're in the third seed in the East, and so they are. They have weathered that storm and still piled up enough wins to make it so. He doesn't, he didn't have to feel like he had to panic and move him. That said, I really do think that they have to view Joel Embiid's prime as right now and maximize it. So, um, I don't think necessarily they need another superstar, uh, if you to move Ben Simmons because Embiid is that good. So I would I would move him before next week to try and get a couple of pieces that maybe fit better around Joel Embiid and give this team a real chance to win the East because without if they don't make a move they have no chance to win the East I don't think Jim and so um, you never know how long Embiid is going to be able to stay healthy how long his career is going to go and so I think the move is to is to kind of get what you can for him for Simmons and 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 get moving but Maury is stubborn and he is really holding out the wolves have had conversations with him there's lots of other teams that have had conversations with him and he's really thinks that he can get a star for him and maybe he does this summer maybe he moves him for James Harden and 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 that and that kind of validates it but in the meantime he's probably flushing a prime epic season from Joel Embiid down the, down
0: the toilet. And I think that's a mistake. Wow. Uh, Hey, let's hit on some Minnesota people. Uh, Chet Holmgren, you think he, you think he's like a top of the draft kind of guy? Do you think he's somebody who could be in the NBA next year? Oh, absolutely. Yes. No question.
1: Uh, he's a one and done guy. He'll probably be, you know, a top five pick. He may even be the number one pick, um, just with his size, his ball handling his shooting his efficiency, all of that stuff. Um, it's, it's great. I, I think there are a couple of other players uh, around college basketball who have really kind of stepped up. I think Jabari Smith from uh, Auburn and a few others, um, the kid from Duke, Paulo. Um, uh, there's there's several of them that will be in the running for the number one pick, but he's definitely a top five pick. And so uh, Scouts love him. They love his competitiveness, they love his makeup, they love his skill set. so he's gonna be a one and done. Um and it kind of depends on how the season plays out and finishes for him, but he could I, I could absolutely see a scenario where if the right team is at number one, they would take him with the top pick. How's Jalen Suggs doing? You know, he's it's been a little bit of a struggle for Suggs. Um he's he's had uh he he's kind of had some moments lately, but I do think that he has uh had a little bit of an issue with like adjusting to the league, to the physicality, to the speed, all of that, and that's okay. Like some rookies do that. He missed a bunch of time with injury in in December and in the start of January, um, and came back and started to play better. You started to see some some good th- things from him. He had twenty two and nine against the Lakers, um, fifteen and seven against Chicago, and a win over the Bulls, which was a really good win for the Magic. So he's figuring things out. It is coming together. But it has not been, you know, a super smooth transition. You know, you've seen guys like Evan Mobley uh, for for Cleveland come in and just really have a good handle on things from right away. But point guard is the hardest position to learn in the league. It takes the most time. He will figure things out, but it's been um, it's been a little bit more of a struggle than maybe even I thought it was going to be for him coming into the league. And
0: Amir Coffey, uh, he's had some real cool moments this year. What's his future in the league, do you think?
1: Yeah, it's a good question, Jim. I mean, he was kind of a fringe guy for the start of his career, and you know, played some in the G League. You wondered if, what's he going to be? Did he have enough strength? Did he have enough muscle to really kind of compete uh, on a night-in and night-out basis in the league? But he has played really well for the Clippers um, since they've Excuse me, had some injuries. He's having nights where he's scoring 27 in a game, 29, 20. He's regularly approaching that that 20-point threshold and exceeding it. And he has become a, a really key player for them, which is huge because obviously they don't have Paul George. They don't have Kawhi Leonard right now. So you put in another guy who is like 6'7". He's a little skinny, but he's 6'7", very versatile, can handle the ball can move it, can score. Um, I think he is showing everyone that he belongs in an NBA rotation. Now it's just kind of a matter of, is he eventually a starter in this league? Is he kind of more of a sixth, seventh man kind of a thing? We'll see how that shakes out over the long haul. But Amir Coffee started this season sort of hanging on to the league by his fingernails. And he has very much taken advantage of the opportunities that have presented and really established himself as an NBA player. So, you know, good for him in the way that he's playing and and it's a big reason why the Clippers are still very much in this uh playoff mix. They're in the 8 seed right now. They have as many wins as the Timberwolves do. They're 27 and 27. Um they played a few more games and and they just um they just keep playing and keep winning enough not to get buried in the standings. There's some talk Going into the trade deadline that maybe the Clippers just say, look, we're not going to get Kawhi back this year. We're not going to get, you know, Paul George is going to be missing most of this season, if not all of it. Let's just see what we can get for some of our guys and and come back next year. But because coffee has been so solid, I mean, maybe they do stick around a little bit. Maybe they do try to fight this thing out.
0: Let's get a final thought from John. Thanks again to Head Flyer Brewing, TSR Injury Law, All Energy Solar, Manscaped. And Memorial Blood Centers. Again, we hope we'll get you information on our next live show when we have it at Tuttle's. Uh, in the meantime, feel free to drop by Tuttle's. Tell them that John Krasinski sent you. All right, John, give us a final thought today. Yeah, I would
1: just say that um, you know, right now it feels like is the time for fans to just really enjoy the good vibes that this team has had. It's the honeymoon phase of this right now. They are winning games. They're exceeding expectations. And in some ways, the rest of this season and going into the playoffs, it might not be any ever any more fun, like pure fun to watch this team than it is sort of right now, because it let's say they they keep going and they make the playoffs and 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 things go well there. Maybe they they're a a one and done in the playoffs, a series in the playoffs and and go all of a sudden the expectations are going to ratchet up next year quite a bit. And maybe they come and meet those expectations and everything goes great. But there's going to be some angst that ends up seeping into the to the equation eventually when those expectations get kind of thrown onto the top of things. But right now you're playing with house money, basically. Um, And every win is like, uh, you know, is just like a a present on Christmas morning because they're already they have already exceeded their win total from last year. Um, they are creeping up on teams and we're kind of just seeing everything come together. And so I would just encourage everyone to kind of bask in this a little bit and have as much fun as you can right now, because it's a, it's kind of an, the age of innocence for this, for this new team. And it's only going to get harder the longer they go into it. So, uh, starting with Detroit on Sunday, two thirty game. Um, you know, just, just kind of, you know, hop on board and, 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 and have fun with a team that's really playing hard and giving you a reason to watch.
0: Well said, and we're gonna have something to watch when we're ordering our value meals. I still love the fact that Anthony <laughs> Edwards just, you know, just eats McDonald's during yeah. the post-game zoom. It's awesome. It's
1: just the value <laughs> meal. waiting wait for the second contract before he goes with the Big Mac. So yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: great stuff from John. Thank you all for listening to TalkNorth.com. We'll tell we'll be back next week to tell you more about the Timberwolves playoff push.